I dislike Tosh, but don't care enough to like pursue anything. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, for me, it's just, uh, it's like, it's just, I want to know. Like, yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that with you some know, things. Like, so like, some... Here's a, like, well, this isn't a perfect example because we know why Lucy K fell the fuck off. But it's like, right. if nothing ever happened and he just disappeared, you sure would wonder. Oh, yeah. Like Dane Cook. I wonder about Dane Cook. But Dane Cook's just bad. I think Tosh yeah. is just bad, too. <laughs> That's what happened with Dane Cook. Dane, so Cook's, just, Dane Cook's just stopped being... <laughs> yeah, people... That is Dane, exactly Dane Cook was, went from everywhere to literally nowhere. What the fuck happened to Dane Cook? Like, his, uh, it was just, like, just his comedy. Tosh, Tosh still had Tosh.0 forever, right? Like, when did Tosh.0 oh, end? It's it still end? going. It's still going. So, like, Tosh isn't gone. Tosh is still, is still around. He's still fully, fully active. He has a, a, you know, he doesn't have to go, like, do stand-up specials because he has a, the only, like, what, this, like, the third longest running show on Comedy Central now? Do the roasts count? S- South Park? And what, I would say and what South Park South Park one Daily Show two Tosh three oh, yeah, right of course yeah right yeah you forgot about Daily Show yeah, yeah like no, it's just like John Stewart I mean it's you know it's just it feels... right John Stewart Trevor Noah is, t- is, is kind of different no you're right I, I agree but uh, functionally it, it's still yeah, technically yeah, the same yeah, show yeah. right yeah yeah but like I think are those is is that like yeah, longest is Tosh number it's, three it's, is, like it's gotta be right it's, it's gotta be three or four you know like yeah so like who who needs that like who needs to do anything else yeah officially the roasts since 2003 right and that i don't think that really counts it's a once yearly thing yeah um so yeah no he's he's just he's just got the the third longest running show of all time on comedy central like wow it's not that it's not that many fewer episodes in south park it's 16 fewer episodes of course it, yeah it, it is easier it is to so do that much than... easier to produce it to Tosh <laughs> <Bruno> than South <laughs> Park. <laughs> yeah um was Tosh Bruno daily at some point i don't think why uh surely not i mean it's no, been going since like 2008 so. that's not you know 2009 yeah but <laughs> yeah south park how did that, that 307 episodes of south park and 291 episodes of tosh that's crazy I guess South Park's been been doing 10 episode seasons for the last 10 years almost. Like, it makes sense. Shorter seasons. Tosh has 30 episode seasons because, again, he just rolls in and stands in front of a green screen and makes shitty jokes. (laughs) He's just like, "Eh." it's not that that I hate him. I don't, I don't, no, no. I don't, I don't hate him. I just don't find him funny. I'm just trying to think about the last time. A few years ago, I listened to his newest special. Um, cause like oh he's got a new special, eh, eh, eh. but yeah. I realized thinking over what I remember from is is it does feel super, very very scripted, very. No, I mean that that's for that for sure. But it's just, it, it's it is, <laughs> it's white dude comedy. <laughs> like, well, I mean like, some some you know some I'm I'm just saying like some like like Mulaney's very scripted, right? Um, but but uh, I just like like. Mulaney is a white dude, but like white dude comedy is such a thing. Like I don't know, I feel like you can draw a direct line from like Daniel Tosh, from whatever Dane Cook to Daniel Tosh to Chris D'Elia. Oh, oh god, that feels <laughs> that, that feels very accurate. You know god what I'm damn. saying? Like like it's just it's like 
I, um, I, if if Chris D'Elia didn't didn't uh, touch kids, I would I would be willing to bet he was about to get his own Comedy Central show in front of. Him. I honestly like I would be I wouldn't be surprised if like Daniel Tosh like stepped down and it would be D'Elia point oh after that. Like I <laughs> absolutely like it's. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's fucking good. Um, that wouldn't be my favorite accident. And welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast. I'm Nam Siddiqui. Joining me, as always, Jacob Walden. How's it going, Jake? I forgot. I, I had a I had a line here that I forgot. <laughs> well, like, like really quickly. Uh, I am. I don't think I did exactly as before. Yeah, yeah. I think you did say I exactly did, as I did. before. I'm I think exactly you did do exactly as before. before. Yeah. Uh, except you're not exactly as before. Um, so, no. <laughs> so we're cutting in uh, to this episode uh, after this. Everything you're gonna hear was recorded uh, like two weeks ago, uh, maybe a week, a week uh, well, about a week ago. Um, but we are uh, cutting into this episode because uh, Motion City soundtrack released a new old question mark track, um, which is very exciting. Heck <laughs> yeah. We- we are uh, super duper hype about a song coming out. Um, let's let's Even if do that song came out actually was made actually ten years ago. Well, yeah, question mark. Like I don't know if there's any confirmation on that officially, um, but it is technically new official material. Um, quick. So okay, I don't I don't even know what to say. So we're we're gonna do an episode about this eventually, right? Down the down the line, uh, I honestly want to wait a little longer to like get more about it, see if something else happens. Uh, but we will we will be talking about Crooked Ways. Uh, if you haven't heard the song yet, if you haven't heard of the song yet, um, I don't know what Motion City rock you've been living under, um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's streaming everywhere. Um, just really really quick, initial thoughts, Jake. Um, I enjoy it. The uh, God, the more I think about the Twilight thing, the more that has changed my perception of it. Not that I dislike <laughs> so it. It's not that I, not in a way that I would say I dislike it, but it's just like okay, it it while it's we've got Justin, we've got Justin singing uh, uh, lyrics that absolutely fit right in with like the discography at the same time you might be like okay well where's the moog where's the interesting drumming there's no moog with this piano yeah it's not i think i think the drumming is fine it's, it's not it's not no, an amazing no, I, song I like, I like i like the drumming just I, I, yeah. i'm just saying it's like what what my thoughts were is like if this is is like if this were like previous songs where they have a first version and then an album version Mm-hmm. I might hope that they do more interesting things with the instrumentation. Um, but that's it. Like, I feel like the singing is you know, great. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? So, cause, um, so yeah. So like Jake mentioned the twilight thing, we didn't actually say, so the, so there's, there's a rumor floating around, um, 
somebody somebody says that that Justin played this uh, at a VIP show for um, his tour for his album, his solo album, In the Drink, um, and said that that it was uh, written for the Twilight soundtrack. Uh, and I believe we figured it was probably Eclipse because it was around 2010. Um, I think I think Eclipse was was the one, uh, and that because they were with Sony at the time, uh, the rights for the song were still held by Sony Columbia, and they hadn't released them to the band yet. And now they're releasing to the band. We don't know for sure if that's true. That is, you know, there's no the, we haven't heard the band say it. This is this is a third party saying that. Justin said this um, so maybe maybe not true but if that's true uh, it might even be similar to um, Always Running Out of Time which was on the uh, Alice in Wonderland almost Alice music inspired by the movie track or, or album um, and uh, I like that song um, but it is um, they, they said that that song was like written and recorded in like a day like it was like they got it they were in New York and they had to record it and then they had to go like do tour stuff. Like they had a, they had a day free in New York to basically to, to make the song. Um, so I could totally buy this maybe being something similar, maybe even being in the same session as always running out of time of like, they were actually wrote two songs in a week. Oh, and damn, if they, you know, that, like, if they did that like that fast, man, Jeez. I mean, it's possible, you know, like depending, I, I don't know. Right. Like I, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Um, cause no, uh, no, I, I can, I can buy it, but it's just, it's yeah. just an impressive, it's impressive. If, like if this, if this came out of a very short time in a studio, like I, I feel the problem, I, I feel like they crushed it. I would, I mean, I, I would, I would kind of be willing to like bet that because it's, it's also, it's, it's a, it's kind of a long song. It's like five and a half minutes, but like, oh, is it really? It did not feel that way to me. I think it's, I think it's five twenty-two. No, it's four twenty-two. Sorry, it's four and a half minutes. My, my That's mistake. It's still pretty long. Uh, it is still pretty long, right? It, it definitely felt that way to me. Like I listened to it and I was like, "Is this song almost done?" Um, <laughs> uh, not like not necessarily a bad way, but like I, I find it kind of weird that like the first verse comes back near the end, like the exact same verse, um, with like all with like no changes. Like I haven't I haven't like laid it over. I, honestly, when we do this song for full, I'm pro- I'll probably like lay it over each other and hear if it like sounds exactly the same um, because it, it kind of sounds exactly the same. Um, so I don't know, but, but I definitely, I definitely buy the little twilight thing. So I, I, I will say on first couple listens, I wasn't a huge, huge fan. I kind I, I've come around to a little bit more. I like parts of it. Um, it feels a little go to me, which is interesting because this yeah. is my dinosaur life era r- reportedly. Um, if it was my dinosaur life era, otherwise it might just be a newer song. Um, I mean, it also could be possible that they like wrote it, recorded it and then re-recorded it in 2020 for the new release as opposed to like uh just releasing the one they they made in 2010 i i don't know um i'm hoping that like more information comes out about this track before we actually fully cover it but uh yeah i mean that's that's it do you have any other like quick thoughts on this i I definitely want it to be like completely new you know as a portent of an album hopefully I, I so i will say that that was I, I like literally like a day or two before we recorded the rest of this episode i was uh, driving and thinking like you know like with they they did the um the adam schlesinger tribute which is which is definitely all new i mean not new right they didn't write it but it's all new material they recorded that in like during covid mm-hmm. um and like and like 
the the combination of just having them on the reunion tour and then immediately having to stay at home and not interact with people for six, eight, nine, twelve months, um, like is the kind of thing that I could totally buy pushing a band to be like, you guys want to make an album? Like, I'm just like, just like just sort, of, sort of like itching to like hang out with your friends, you know? Yeah. Um, like the guys you haven't hung out with in like three years and then hung out with for three months and then couldn't hang out with anybody for the next nine months. Like I could totally buy just being like, like let's just make some music. Um, and then music came out. So like I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's important to future things as well. Um, but we'll see. Uh, all right, now I guess let's uh, let's talk about my favorite accident. So uh, we'll do a little <laughs> we'll do we'll do the we'll do the little the the little hold me down drum intro the and and get to the get to the rest of the episode. Yeah, we are doing my favorite accident, which is the fifth track on I'm the Movie, which is the first album from most of the soundtrack released in 2003 by Epitaph Records, produced by Ed Rose. And I did that. This one I did without the fucking thing in front of me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I can do better without the actual record in front of me than I can sometimes with the record in my hand. Um, yeah, this is, I don't know, we decided pretty early that this was going to be episode 25. Uh, just, we wanted to put some of the bigger songs at the milestones, and this is one of the bigger early songs, My Favorite Accident. Uh, lots of history on this song. Um, I, I mean, it's from the first album right so it makes sense they i think they play it at every single live show i don't i can't imagine that they have not played this at any live show ever um at least since you know the 2000 yeah i can't imagine like since since the since the record came out they must have played it at every show um this is this is where jesse's moke stand comes from Mm. uh this is yeah, I don't know. This is this is just sort of a a Motion City classic. This was in the uh al- uh, the um Tony Hawk's Giant Skate Park Tour uh soundtrack and the soundtrack for Burnout 3 Takedown. Which, uh, I, which... I like I like the joke there of my favorite accident in a game about crashing cars. Yeah, I I think I've played Burnout 3. I don't remember, but it sounds like I feel it just it feels like something I must have played 15 years ago. I definitely have played so, a burnout. Yeah, I, I feel like I've definitely played a burnout. I can't remember if I played burnout three or not. I have, I have zero recollection, but it feels so familiar. Like this, this franchise that like I feel like I have played it, and which means it's very possible that I heard my favorite accident. In fact, the soundtrack to Burnout Three Takedown is pretty killer. Um, it's got uh, it's got Fallout Boy on it. It's got uh, My Chemical Romance. Um, I'm not okay. I promise. The Ramones. I want to be sedated. Uh, it's got a Yellow Card song. I mean, whatever Yellow Card. You don't like Yellow Card, right? No, no, no. I, I just it's just the way you phrase that. Uh, it's got a Newfound Glory song. It's got Jimmy Eat World. Like it's it's a very it's pretty killer like pop punk pop pop punk punk yep like compilation album if you want to just sort of like listen to some some solid uh early aughts to before uh punk record the soundtrack to burnout three you could do worse um yeah uh so uh i don't know jake um 
What uh, what are some initial thoughts on this? Do you remember the first time you heard my favorite accident? I don't. Um, it would have been whenever I first heard like I'm the movie in full, which probably was as soon as like that was really feasible online. So maybe 13 years ago on YouTube. Sure. Do 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 you remember any sort of early impressions of the song? Well, um, as we I think we've talked about like Perfect Teeth is my favorite off the album and also overall. And I think for a long time before that, um, like second would have been the future freaks me out. So I think because those were tracks I was focused on, I thought like I didn't appreciate my favorite accident until like more recently when I was really listening to all of the albums a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so for for what it's worth, it's I, I have a, a similar feelings with um, as you know, my favorite song is "Time Turned Fragile." Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, the thing about that is is like because like you know because I listen to the record so much, the songs that come before it and after it had had a a feeling of like okay, this is the song that comes before, this is the one that comes after it, and my favorite accident comes before "Perfect Teeth" on yes. uh, on I'm the movie. Although, you know, on the other hand, like, Make Out Kids is not a song that I'm particularly, like, yeah, I love this song. I don't I don't dislike Make Out Kids. I like Make Out Kids. It's a great song. But it's not a song that I'm particularly, like, I really want to listen to Make Out Kids right now. <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I listen to when I listen to the record, and a lot of times I'll, I'll listen to the records to get to Time for Fragile LG Fod. But I'm not sitting around like, Make Out Kids. Yeah, that's the song I want to hear right now. Often. I mean, occasionally. But it's 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 very rare that I'm sitting here like wanting to listen to Makeout Kids. So it's um, I, I'm talking shit on fucking Makeout Kids. Makeout Kids is a great song, uh, <laughs> but uh, but so I, I get it. Sort of with you know the song that comes before your favorite song, not necessarily being this is this is a song I want to love. But I mean you know my favorite accident in particular is uh. It's. I mean, it's a staple. It's a staple at the live shows. It's a staple of of their songs. If somebody's only heard one Motion City song, uh, it's probably Everything Is All Right or Future Freaks yeah. or My Favorite Accident. Like it's My Favorite Accident is probably number three on. Oh yeah, I've heard that song. Um, although I have a friend who's the only song she's heard, the only Motion City song she's ever heard is Capital H. I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So my, uh, I I really like. Honestly, one thing I really like about my favorite accident is the little the little piano intro, which they don't do live. When they do, when they play the song live, ninety nine percent of the time, uh, it starts with the guitars, which makes sense. You know, you gotta you gotta sort of bring everything down, silence everything out to do. Like if you start with if they start with my favorite accident, which I don't think they do regularly. Uh, usually it's in the middle of the the set because it's got the Moog stand, and that's what a lot of people are waiting for in 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 a live set from Motion City. But um, I think they started with it on the on the Sydney Mosh Cam, and did they did they do the piano intro on that one? I don't think they did actually. I think they don't use. I don't. I think they almost never played with the not, piano I do not remember from the from the Sydney. I've been. I've been. I, that was like I've been watching through the various live and uh, like the the song itself a lot. But that was like in terms of recency. That's the I haven't watched that one in. Like yeah, a few, so the Sydney one. The Sydney days. one starts with the drums. They, they usually start with yeah. the drums. Um, which you know it, it makes sense in a lot of ways. Like it, you know, a drum intro is a little bit uh, more hype than 
than the piano intro, but I really I really like that piano intro. It's a, it's a shame they they generally lose it when they play live. Okay, here's here's it it sounds a little bit like attractive today to you, right? Um, I guess I guess I guess you said attractive today sounds a little bit like the piano intro. Sure. In I guess I need hmm. I need to like be able to like. I could I could I could hear playing the piano intro underneath the lyrics of Attractive Today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Right? I am wrecked. I am overblown. Yeah, I could buy that. I I it's the more the more I've listened to it the le- like the le- both the less it feels like they match but the also the more like the more I can pick out like the individual keys of it, and I'm not saying it's um like a well, I don't know. I I can see him. I can see like attractive today is so short that I could I could see being like eh, maybe maybe so, retool the piano beginning. I don't know. That's just um, every I think every I, single time I've been playing it lately and having the like with the with the piano beginning. I think a little bit about. Attractive today. It's it's almost definitely in a different key, um, but I can I can buy that the, the rhythmically it's a little bit similar and yeah I mean I I, I see where you're coming from. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to go grab my guitar and, and see if it sounds right, but I don't know. Um, all right, uh, I'm cutting in because I grab my guitar and it does sound kind of right. So here we go. the music video we usually end up doing that first um before we talk about the song so let's talk about the music video uh this is a classic sort of odd motion city music video um it's but it like intercut with a bunch of like here's a straight up music video and then and then cut through with okay now we're gonna do weird stuff again it reminds me of uh the everything is all right video of like cutting between Justin and Band in a Box. Yeah, I, I mean a lot of a lot of rock music videos. I think yeah. end oh, up yeah. doing that, uh, where it's like here's lead singer and then or or actor, um, and then Band in a Box. Um, but yeah, they said, uh, where is it? Um, has been noted for poking fun at your usual music video relationship. Because it's uh, Justin going through a rough patch in his relationship with a large pink bunny rabbit. Yeah. You get you get you get Harvey vibes. Have we talked about Harvey before? Um, have we talked about him on here? I think maybe in like th- episode three. 
I feel like we talked about Harvey. I, I remember I remember having discussions about Harvey and people not knowing who Harvey was, like not understanding the reference to Harvey. Was that, about, was that this about, was that a different thing? We're talking about Scrubs, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I think I think I had this conversation. I, I had this conversation like, with you and other people around the same time about Harvey, um, where it's a guy's imaginary giant robot, uh, giant robot, giant rabbit. Yes. Um, which is a uh, you know called a puka. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what's going on here. I don't know if this is Harvey inspired in any way, uh, but it appears to be a giant six foot rabbit that I don't know if anybody else can see. Um, but it, it does it does sort of a simple similar thing of. Uh, you know, uh, Blink-182, when they did um, all the small things, the music video for all the small things is very clearly like, you know, if you, it looks like a Backstreet Boys or an NSYNC video uh, on purpose. It's a parody of a Backstreet Boys or NSYNC video. But now, watching it now, not knowing that it's a parody of the videos from then, like if you show that music video to a 17-year-old now, they'd be like, oh yeah, this is super 90s. But they're not realizing <laughs> that it's a parody of the '90s music videos, uh, so I think I think it's kind of doing a similar thing. I can, where it's I, a, a, I could buy that as a parody. It also like with the whole like ambiguity that we know of when it comes to Justin's lyrics. I can also buy that he went with a with a giant pink bunny, both as a reference and also like to avoid actually having a person there. Sure. Like specifically because they didn't want uh, like anybody other like like a person in it. No, that makes sense too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's also like an early one. Like it's it's you know it's from I'm the movie, so like the budget is a lot lower. Uh, apparently, it was shot at Josh Kane's brother's house. Sure. Which which you know makes sense because he uh, did a couple of those videos, right? This is what remember his name again? James is it James. Oh man, I can't think of that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, is it Brian? So, uh, so yeah, so it's all it's also one of the like just garbage epitaph videos. <laughs> um, <laughs> where like you you I mean, literally the music can video for a song that came out sixteen years or the music video came out probably like you know 16 years ago. 16 17 years ago yeah, yeah no but like still it's there's other music videos from 2003 that are a lot better than this well, maybe you um, should email them and ask for a mat like see if they've got the <laughs> got a master copy yeah <laughs> um yeah it's a uh, it's a shame <laughs> that it, that it's so it's such a potato quality video that like you know if we even if we wanted to pick something out in the background it'd be tough to do we can basically tell what's happening and that's it uh like i think jesse's hair is a little blonde yeah, it almost certainly is. I mean, he's got the is it the frosted tips. Frosted tips. I don't think it's frosted tips. It's 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 that because fr- frosted tips is Backstreet Boys, but it's 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 the sort of like Pete Wentz thing. Um, Justin also for a time had the like the tips of his hair bleached. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't I don't know the difference between frosted tips and is whatever the frosted this tips is. Are like gelled up. Is that the like the the guy? There's that, but like you can frost your tips and leave them down. But there's there's whatever. Again, like it's whatever they were like it it it's the the punk version of frosted tips, where a lot a lot of times they would have colors like you know blues and greens and stuff, um, or it would just be you know they'd leave it bleached. 
So I, I think that's what's going on with uh, with Josh's hair around this era. Um, Jesse's. Sorry, Jesse's hair around this era. Uh, and Justin's, I guess, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, Matt's got long hair, which he does sometimes and sometimes he doesn't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really particularly about this video. I, I like the band in the box stuff more than I like the rabbit stuff, but I don't, I don't hate the rabbit stuff. I um, he breaks the plane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward video. It's, it's clearly about a relationship. The relationship's ending just like the song is about a relationship that's ending. Um, except in the videos with the rabbit for a little bit of <laughs> humor, I guess. <laughs> uh, also like you think, do you think Josh got, hair implants or did he just like start <laughs> styling his hair differently just to, to not look like i don't know brian posein <laughs> um no, i think he just i think he's i think he uh like because i think even even if you look at like josh's hair brian posein he looks like curly no larry which which stooge like her the larry. name is no, he looks like larry Larry? No, cur- curly's oh. curly's bald. Oh, bald Larry right. has yeah. the weird curly hair. Yeah, uh. Uh, he 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 absolutely looks like has like Larry Fine hair. Uh, in this video and around this time, he absolutely did. I think maybe he just mostly wears a hat now. He does. Uh, I think I think that's just what it is. I think he just like realized I'm just gonna wear a hat and people won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I've, I he I've never seen him on stream, not in a hat. And now, yeah. nowadays, it's pretty much just the LG flat hat. Um, I'm even like pulling up like pictures of Motion City, and it's like a hat. he's wearing a hat, and nobody else is. His yeah, like he is almost always wearing a hat. That's and I think he's realizing. Like, thinking about is he, like other, you know, the what the Edge some, famously is always in a, a beanie, tuk. and uh, is it Guy Chapman from Coldplay? Um. It is not. No. Um, Guy Berryman. No, but that's not him. Johnny Tom, Tom DeLong had a had a an era where a he was wearing a hat almost all the time. Uh, on and off, like the the neighborhoods era, Tom DeLong was almost always wearing a toque. Um, and then as as we know, Travis Barker only wears a hat and nothing else. See pictures of Johnny Buckland. Like he's always got this. I I don't know the name of that type of hat. Um, it doesn't look quite like a ball cap. Maybe this picture, and he's got like a full head of hair. Uh, it also could be. It looks. It looks like he's a little balding on the top. But I also always wear a hat, and I have a full head of hair. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's just maybe it's just a stylistic choice. Um. All right, let's. Uh, I saw like talk at the about... end of the video. It's like two minutes of an advertisement for the album. Yeah, <laughs> straight up a silent two minutes of advertisement. Not even for the album. For commit this to memory. Oh yeah. <laughs> for the deluxe edition of commit this to memory, um, because they didn't put this on YouTube until 2006. Even though it actually, you know, was 2003 or four. Must have been That's when the video actually came early. out. October 2006. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, YouTube YouTube was 05, so it makes sense that they wouldn't have put it on YouTube until 06. 
Like, but like this other one, I don't know where this person got this video, but this other one on YouTube is still bad quality, but slightly higher quality. I don't love the the like insert shots for the Moog. Like, I get it. I don't. I, you have to do it, but I think it's just not great shots. I'm just of Jesse like pressing a key. Yeah. But like you know, because like it's a standard thing you do it like on guitar shots. Like they they do it a couple times for like, like right after they do it with Jesse, you see it on Matt's bass. But just Jesse's hand pressing the keys, I don't know, has no energy to it. Whereas like obviously the song has energy, Jesse has energy. But like if if you just see like the the crotch and the bass, you know, <laughs> you you get the you can feel the energy of the body moving. But if it's just the hand doing the keyboard parts, it's like okay, well that's. I mean, I guess I guess I realize now that my enjoyment of the saying that is kind of the there's something quietly funny about it. But I like seeing it. Maybe it is because it's a little funny, a little yeah. Silly. I don't know. It, it it just it just feels a little plainer than the rest of the song, and the rest of the video, and Jesse's own energy. I don't know. He like I I feel his energy when he's pressing that key. Like, I I I don't know. Maybe I don't. That's all. <laughs> but like when it, when it, like when it shows him, but when it just shows his hand pressing the key, I just don't feel it. <laughs> Especially because like because here's the thing is right because normally his head is so close to the keyboard, so I just know that if they're showing his hand on the key, his head has to be like tilted away while he plays it, so they can put the camera in on there but then i know his head's not doing what he wants his head to be doing because <laughs> like his, his i like, arm I like is a that lot... analysis when when he is playing like when you see him playing without the camera there his arm and his head are moving around a lot more but when it's just the hand it's just the hand moving and doing the motions and it's like well that's not like it's very clear that like I don't know. If you see the shot of him head on, his arm is moving around a lot, his head's moving around a lot. But if it's the hand, then it's just his hand is literally sta- like stationary. His whole arm is stationary playing the part. Um, which works for like the intro. The intro stationary hands playing the part works great. And in fact, I think those are Justin's hands. I think Justin's playing the piano part in this in the intro. Because <laughs> um, it looks like the same shirt yeah, as well, Justin always throughout the rest doesn't of the he... No, I'm 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 thinking about something else. No, I, I I guess I just always assumed it was him playing the piano. Justin played keys for for a chunk of time before Jesse joined the band, and like you know, I think Justin and Josh played off keys and stuff, and it, it wouldn't necessarily be out of the out of the question. But if the band were to do the piano intro today, it would almost certainly be Jesse, and if for some reason it wasn't Jesse, it would be Matt. Um, that's and I th- I think Matt played a little bit of piano in the uh uh album set that we're gonna talk about eventually later down the line on this episode but yeah i don't know um like you i don't you really see his energy when you're seeing him but when you're not seeing him when you're just seeing his hands it's like oh this is clearly not the way he behaves on stage the the hands don't look like the hands of somebody who's about to do a moog stand you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) like um, I, I also don't. I don't know if I love or hate the um speed up, like with the sped up shots yeah. of the band in the box. I don't know if I don't. I don't think I love those. It's I like that Justin's not sped up. Yeah, it's, well, it's like, made me wonder how someone's... what the technique is there that that does that. Oh, it's it's you tell Justin to stay as still as possible. 
and and move very like very slowly. Darling, is that? It, it looks like he's moving. It, it looks it looks like he's like has very very like s- slow motions, because like even if you speed everybody up by you know one and a half times and keep like Justin can move almost naturally, um, and then the rest of the band like and in fact uh, the the video for um, what was it? Oh man, track two on my dinosaur life is called a life less ordinary. Need a little help. Um, has uh that whole song that whole music video is is them moving at normal speed and then slowed down um so i think that one's like again similarly like we're gonna play the song at 1.5 speed and then you're going to sing it at 1.5 speed and then we'll slow it down to 0.75 of what we filmed and it'll be normal speed um all right, let's talk about lyrics. Uh I in the movie. This is this is a well-known song, so it's got a little bit of genius lyrics, which is nice. Um, although the first one, I got the message long before he said you knew there was no chance of us at all. The narrator had a gut feeling the relationship was gonna be successful even before she ended things. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for reading the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> genius lyrics are not great uh, I assume in the silence of his skin skin please let me in he's talking about not being able to reach her on a deeper level he can only reach her on the surface he, can, he can't see what she truly feels and she won't let him in and then Longwood promises the future company ups close the sound remains the same which that's that's a good one talking about getting back together or, or getting together but they don't really get together and then when they do get together it's like oh this is why we broke up uh, without the reign of terror over every momentary change we are exactly as before yeah um I mean, it's pretty straightforward, though, as far as as far as lyrics go, right? It's it is unquestionably a breakup song. (laughs) Like, there's there's really nothing super deep in the meaning of this song. Um, It's just it's the lyrical construction is is nice. You said we were an accident with accidents you'll never know could have been. You'll always be my favorite one. Uh, I like like it. I like I like that I can't swim in the signs of your skin. I also like how they sing that, which is the. Uh, you know, Josh and Matt will come in and shout skin. Yeah. So that that, that is a point where, you know, they... Because they, also, like, the rest of the music sort of drops out there, too. Like, not completely, but a little bit. Like, it's skin, skin is like, nobody's really playing anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's Josh... Uh, not Josh, Justin, Matt. And, and is it Josh, too? Yeah, Josh does. Um, yeah, J- Justin, Josh, Matt, um, and, uh, and Tony on drums. Like, I don't, like... A couple, of, a couple of drum hits. Skin, skin. Please let me in. Music comes back, and then actually, at, that's at the end of that one is the Moog stand too. Skin, skin. Please let me inside the times we never had. Right inside two years alone with you. Drum, 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 drum. <laughs> Moog stand. Yep. Boom. You said we could have were an accident. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is. Oh yeah, I love it. Boom. It's good. Um. But yeah, skin skin is is a part uh, live that is like all right. This is the whole crowd. Like music goes out, whole crowd skin skin. Yeah. Um. I just I just half lost my voice like I was at a concert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I mean that's pretty killer. Um. 
<laughs> man, I am I am reading the song meanings, and there's like a fight in song meanings. So I was like, if you literally start the purpose perfect, which I don't think they are, but hey, close enough to get to the point. And somebody says, Super Elk One, you really know how to ruin a song. Why is it so important <laughs> to know the meaning of a song anyway? On songmeanings.com. Um <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're on songmeanings.com. What do you mean why is it so important to know the meaning of a song? That's the purpose of the site. <laughs> I'm very confused. Hold on. I think Super Elk's comment got super downvoted. Here we go. Okay. Uh, you hit the road, left me an ocean. I can't swim the sounds of your skin skin. Please let me in. I brought this up to my art class friends, and we spent the whole hour arguing about its meaning. Basically, we decided that Justin Pierre is a pervert, a very humorous pervert. See, look, I can't swim the sounds of your skin. That doesn't make sense. Nope, not at all. Maybe if the words were in the absence of your skin, where the skin could mean this girl he misses, and he can't enjoy himself without her. So there's the perverted way to take this. She left him with nothing, hence he can't swim. Cough, cough. Now, another idea was this girl's really plain, her skin silent, as in not horribly flashy. Then, and then once again, he can't swim in it. But I suppose the word silence could have just been a convenient stretch to the word absence. And that means he can't enjoy himself without her. Hmm. I don't know why everyone fucking ragged on this dude. I mean, I don't think he's right for the whole pervert thing. Like, it's just weird. I think it's just silence sounded better than absence. Um, and actually, I think in the demo, they might have even said absence. Uh, here, let me put a little bit of the demo here. Um, because there, there was an 2002 demo that they had um, that's a little bit different. And lyrically, it's a little bit different, too. Now, still silence, um, which is fine. I, th- I think there's another part where they sing something a little bit differently. Uh, lyrically, um, but I uh, I do want to talk about the demo anyway. Uh, what did you think? Did you listen to this? I said yeah. this to you earlier. I like, today. Well, I was right about to say, just I like there how once again it's the same thing with like Capital H. It just feels like uh, grimier. I don't know. If that's right, but just yeah, rougher, yeah, rougher, rougher. But, but in a yeah, way I rough. like it, in a way that I like. This this is the part that had a little bit of different lyrics here. Um, it's the bridge. Let me play that now. Exactly as before is way better there than no different. I, I agree. I like I like we are exactly as before. Yeah, no a, different it's a, it's than before. I, I agree. It's 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 not like it's not crazy better. Like it's no. not like insanely better, but it's like it is a nice little change. And then also, um uh up close the sound remains the same. Instead of I think they said close up the sound remains the same. It's just it's a slight change. Up close to close up. And same thing. I think I I like up close better. Up close the sound remains the same. Like close up makes me think of like a camera, right? I'm ready for my close up. Not necessarily, but like a little bit. It gives you that a little bit of a that feeling. But up close is like up close and personal. Um, it's just like a slightly different feeling. Again, like it wouldn't have made a big difference in the song if they'd cha- not if they'd kept the lyric. But I like the the minor change. It's like um, <laughs> it always reminds me whenever I hear those little things. It always reminds me of uh, uh the movie School of Rock, where um the kid writes the song and Jack Black. So it, the the song the kid writes says Rock is the reason. Rock is the rhyme, and. Jack Black goes, oh no, it should be rock, got no reason, rock, got no rhyme. And it's like those that little change of like, 
Functionally, the song would still be good with rock is the reason, rock is the rhyme. But something about rock got no reason, rock got no rhyme, just like has has a bigger a punch. different feeling to it and like a different punch to it. Yeah. Um, so I like it. Um, there's also Tony Drum along on this one. Yes. Um, and I don't I don't know how much the Tony Drum alongs bring to the show because it's hard to kind of they don't they don't really like. It's only a little bit louder, the drum part, than it would be normally, but uh, I will play a little bit of my favorite Tony drum part here. Uh, in fact, actually, so I think, because I don't think Tony wrote the drums for this song, um, because that demo that we have is from 2002, uh, when I think it still would have been Joel Habedank. No, it's like Tony joined in 02, so maybe maybe it would be Tony. Um but it also, I mean, it very well could have been like written before Tony, because a, a lot of the record I think they said was written before Tony and and Matt and Jesse joined, um, which makes sense, right? The first record is going to be written a lot before the rest of the band joins. But I think Jesse literally learned all the keyboard parts, like to join the band. But um, so yeah, so let me play a little bit of the My Favorite Accident, uh, Tony drunk up here. Um, I can't say for sure, uh, because again, like, I don't know if Tony wrote it or, or if, or if Joel wrote it or Sidney Bergdorf, is that even his name? I already forgot his name. Yeah. Sidney Bergdorf. Um, but, uh, it does sound, I don't know. There's some, there's something about Tony drum parts that are a little bit different. Like this sounds a little snare heavy. Which I don't know might again might just be like because it was written before Tony came in. I feel like there's there's less of the like I don't know there's there's certain like Tony flashes like um there's a lot less like like foot pedal hi hat stuff that I think Tony does a lot of. Um, I don't know you you seem to have a realization while I was playing that. This is such a little thing, and it is from that video specifically. But there's this moment in it where Tony does a like a stick flip with his fingers that I like. It's it's just the motion is so smooth and like so like it's it just seems so nonchalant yet so <laughs> I I, I kind of want to pull it up thing, now. Right? Cause I, I, I went to um I at one of the opening acts at one of the Motion City shows I went to, uh I can't remember which one it was. And I, I only vaguely remember the the band. I th- I think it was the Chicago one. I think it was a band from. I, I don't want to like talk shit on the band though. So, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's so the the band was like it was like a pop rock band, and they were perfectly fine. Although <laughs> I did have a separate problem of it was a band of three people, and uh, one of them didn't play an instrument. I was like, well, like I don't I don't buy like they you know the the guitarist was playing guitar and the bass was being piped in. It's just like. I feel like you could learn bass. Like I feel like if you're gonna be in a band and you're and you're a three person band, you maybe should learn an instrument. Like if you're like a six person band and you're just a singer, that's one thing. If you're a three person band, maybe play an instrument. Anyway, uh, I believe it's actually a two person band, and and they get session drummers and and tour drummers or whatever, and you know it's a small band from a from a not big town in Illinois. Um, but uh, the drummer like kept doing like dr- like 
drums, like spinning his sticks and stuff and, and drum tricks. But he wasn't playing any like complicated drum parts. Or he wasn't like playing a cool drum part. He wasn't like doing really interesting drumming. He was just doing stick tricks. And it's like, well, you don't can't do stick tricks if your drumming isn't cool too. Like Travis Barker can do stick tricks because Travis Barker really does like plays killer drums. So when he when he does a stick trick between a cool drum part, it's like, oh, he's doing that stick trick because this drum part is too easy for him. But if you're doing a <laughs> stick trick and all the drum parts are easy, then what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get it. <laughs> I found I found the I found it in the in the drumming. Um it's at like 227ish. And it and it just I just I was I remember like watching it and it's just like so Oh yeah. Yep, I see it. Yep. It's just I love how it feels so nonchalant. It's just like just... That's what I'm saying, right? Like, like stick tricks are, are coolest when you don't draw attention to them or when you're also doing something cool at the same time. Like, if you're doing something cool and also doing a... Like, with the drums and also doing a stick trick, hey, that's cool. Or if you're just not drawing attention to it but doing something cool, it's like, oh, that's neat. Like, it's... Can't do, you, can't, you can't do cool stick tricks if you're just playing... Like, you can't do a stick trick with that. Uh, I like. I was legitimately annoyed by it. Like, I posted in in one of my Slack channels with one of my friends who's a drummer, and I was like, "Like this fucking guy." Legitimately, I was like, "There's nothing worse than this." At Corey, please agree with me. And he's like, "Yeah, no, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other uh, thoughts on the instrumentation? I know you listen specifically for a lot oh, of stuff. I, I, I can say things about all of it. Um, but I'll, I'll make it short. I, I noticed uh, from the top, this song is is got moments on the drums, the Moog obviously, and and little moments of the guitar. Um, so the bass really is just like you can I can I could hear it and I could pick it out, but it's it is it takes a step back in this song. Um, and I do know like some of the songs I, I like a lot have the bass forward, but I just don't think there's an opportunity for it here because there's so much yeah. going on in the song. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on in the song, and it's it's yeah, it's very tight, and it's, it's it's one of those things of like the bass could sort of be forward in the like the last verse or this or whatever, yeah, excluding the outro, the long winded promises of future company, where it's just Justin and guitar, and it's a little bit um, you know modulated, um, like that could be a little bit bassier instead of guitarier, but. I don't know if I would prefer that. I feel like I, I like it with it being guitar-y. Um, so, you know, I think that I think that's the only moment that I would that I would pick out in the song off the top of my head that would be like this would be a cool bass part instead of something else. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't even really think about that when I was listening through it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, these guys are, are very skilled musicians. I'm sure they they could you know sure, find spots to fit it um but beyond that you know we we're just talking about the drums which i i enjoy especially like like for example the i don't know the technique you know the technique but what leads up to the the mug stand um i i noticed that at, at at several parts it does seem like only josh is playing and i didn't confirm that by watching videos i i was listening through it again i was listening through it like like six times just before we started um and I noticed there seems like a lot of parts where it's just one guitar is playing. Now that might just be again because it feels like I mean, there's yeah. a lot going on. Um, that does happen from time to time. It would make sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the mosh cam right now, and I'm definitely noticing, I'm just like scrabbling through it real quick, and I'm noticing moments where it's Justin, both both hands on the microphone. So generally, I mean, the verses that's, they do a lot of that, and the verses is just one guitar, and then and then Justin's guitar comes back in for the uh, chorus. And uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't I don't think there's anything anything beyond that. Like the 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 Moog when it's out, it's very very obvious. Um, there yeah, you know there are a couple times yeah. when the I don't like the guitar breakdown. Would that be the term? Like there's there's a moment when the when the guitar's really obvious. Um, <laughs> I, I like I, I that's one thing I liked in the demo actually too is that is is how it seemed even more Moog forward. Um, yeah. Then, then this song, which is already a very Moog forward song, like, like the, I mean, part of that roughness was the Moog sounded rougher. Yeah, I think I think it did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in general, it sounded a little rougher. Just again, like more more like a less produced sound, like like they recorded it themselves mm-hmm. and threw it on a on a demo disc, and and that's how they got you know Ed Rose to be like, okay, now I want to make this for real. Um, you know, you could say that now this is for real, um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as as far as Moog sound goes, too, I, I would say like if somebody asked if somebody asked me what is Motion City soundtrack about, like this might you know in one song, I want you to to tell me in one song what Motion City soundtrack is about. I would give them Time Turn Fragile, but if they asked for two songs, I might give them My Favorite Accident as well. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it, it's just it's 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 like I, I wouldn't say it's it is my favorite song. Uh, it, it, Time Turn Fragile is my favorite song, and I I didn't even know if I'd put it in my top five. I might like it's it's a really good song. It, you know, it, it it probably hovers around the top five, but it's a song that's like everything that Motion City does well is sort of on display in this song in a lot of ways. I think Time Turn Fragile um, has the polish, but I feel the punk energy is way better in My Favorite Accident. Uh, agreed. Oh, agreed. That, the punk, the, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, Time Turn Fragile, I'd, I'd give them because it is the best song Motion soundtrack ever recorded. But yes, you're <laughs> right. If, if, if someone's asking me, what is this band about? My Favorite Accident... Like I'd be hard pressed to find a song better than my favorite accident to be like, this is what this band is about. Now, if you want to hear more songs, I'd love to give you more songs, but what is this band about? They are about this. Like it's got the Moog in it. It's got the driving guitars in it. It's got great drum parts. It's got good Justin vocals. Like that, that, that is a song that is, you know, it's, it's a good calling card song in my opinion. Time back to what I'm saying about like appreciating this more and more. I, I really think like as as brilliant as Time Turn Fragile is like Time Turn Tread- Tread- Fragile is kind of like on the line of of you could say it's on the genre line, but this this just feels so you know it's it's a thing. It's the more I've listened to so many of their songs, the more I I appreciate them. And this is this is exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly as before. Exactly as before. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like. I'm. 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 I am sitting here thinking of like. You know, there's there's other songs that I really like. That, you know. I mean, we did the playlist. Everything is all right. Is is one of the classics. Um, but I would be. I would be hard pressed to find a song that more encapsulates Motion City than than my favorite accident. Like everything is all right doesn't sound 
like everything else on the, on the discography in a lot of ways. But like, you can definitely, if you hear my favorite accent, you can pick out parts of that in every song. Like, it, it feels like if they don't, if they don't like my favorite accident, they probably won't like the rest of the, the songs. I I would guess. Right, you got anything else you want before we want to move on to covers? Nope. Cool. Let's do covers. I we got a bunch of covers for this one, which is which is nice. Um, I I've split them into four categories. <laughs> so the first category is uh, one man band, which is uh uh. There's a couple of covers of one guy. Yeah, they're they're uh, this. Two and a half covers of one guy playing all the instruments. So I'll play the first one here. This is from uh, Four Fingers XSX. I can't tell if that's how it's put. Four, four Fingers. I don't know. Um, this is from July 15th of last year, and it's only got 35 views. So here is that. Yeah, I I think it's very competent playing. Uh, yeah, for the guy who did a you know for someone who's doing all of the instruments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, he also has a everything is all right slash attractive attractive today into everything is all right cover. So when we get to those songs, we'll do those as well. Um, it's interesting if you look his uploads from. Ten nine ten years ago were all let's plays. I don't know if they're any good or not. I'm gonna assume not, um, <laughs> just because I don't like let's plays. Uh, but everything like from the last year, it's all like well edited videos of him playing a bunch of instruments and playing music. So uh, he hasn't done anything in ten months though. But uh, give him give him a give him a check check him out. He's good stuff. All right, the next one we have is from Audio Adventures. This is another uh, one-man band type cover. Here we go. one thing i like about this is that i can definitely see the guy plays the drums himself the other guy i don't think played the drums himself uh or maybe he did i don't know but there's no video of it uh but again like both these guys great great work pretty solid honestly that one again like while i well i appreciate that he's playing all that for himself what what it made me think just at the beginning was uh how much i like just the you know the the song's instrumentation itself how yeah how good that beginning is absolutely um and also again the vocals are all right maybe just maybe just not in his range um 
Let's see, this next one is from Cake Mouse Audio. This is quick and... Oh, that, that last one was posted, I believe, in 2018. Yeah, June 9th, 2018. This one was posted just this past April. It's Quick and Dirty Covers, number two, from Cake Mouse Audio. Uh, my favorite accident. Here we go. message long before you said you knew There was no chance of us at all with no velocity and empty-headed heart and far too long I spent two years alone with you Just when I thought I had forgotten You came back soft without a sound You said we were in this one's a little different. I mean, Quick and Dirty is the name of the thing. Uh, he's a little bit produced, obviously. Um, this is this is just guitar and him singing with, I think, himself doing back background vocals, backing vocals as well. And he's also reading it off a sheet, um, which I think part of that is probably that I don't know. I don't know how well he knows the song, how many times he's listened to it. If he's a big Motion City fan. Um, or if he just like has heard a couple of songs, he did a Big Red Two Josie cover, No Effects Linoleum cover. So he seems to be a a pop punkish fan. Um, but uh, I think I think sometimes you get really cool covers out of people who only sort of know a song, um, because then they're not beholden to okay now it needs to sound exactly like the original song. Um, so I, I like the little difference he did there in the um. I thought the guitar, like the, I liked, however, you know, I don't know how, but the, but the tone affected on the guitar. I like, I like that sound. Um, yeah, I like that he was kind of singing it himself. Uh, you know, following it, but with a little right. bit of, of, of deviation. A little bit of yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is 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 just like. And that's 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 the thing that comes with either playing a song very few times or playing a song a lot of times, mm-hmm. is like you know if you've only played it once or twice, you might forget. Like if you've heard it a few times, you might forget exactly how it goes. So you just sort of fill in. Okay, this is how it should go in my head. Or if you've heard it, if you've played it, if you've played a song a lot of times, then you'll be like, well, now I'm getting a little bit bored of playing it the exact way I've always played it. What if I mess around a little bit? So like um, sometimes like I play it had to be you a lot. That's that's a song that I play on guitar a bunch just because it's 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 fun for me to play and I and I know it well. Um, but sometimes I'll play it and I'll be like, all right, I want to I just want to like sing it differently just because I know the song so well that playing it straight is 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 now getting boring. So if I play it differently, that could be fun. Um, so um, so that that's that's one thing that I was like about covers uh, when they're done well. Um, this one is from Luke Seamoop. I am probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, this is from 2017. It is a ukulele cover. Here is Luke Seamoop. guy seems to mostly uh do like 
I don't know, like nerdyish songs. Uh, his EP is called Poke Gods. He did a cover of uh, the Dragon Ball ending theme. Uh, I'll give you romance, Romantico Agueruyo. Um, so I don't know. I like it. It's it's solid. Yeah, I, <laughs> been, I, I really like the mandolin there. And I, I just I think it would come through really a lot better if his if the acoustics like his recording acoustics were better. Yeah, it's it's very clearly like just in a room. Yeah. Um, but I think I think he he's done he's done what appears to be more quality stuff like actual music videos and stuff. I haven't listened to any of the other stuff. Um, he did the Degrassi theme song. Huh. Um, Degrassi keeps coming up on this show for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, I wonder if this. I'm gonna check out this. I'm gonna check out this Dragon Ball cover because that's a song that I do know well. Uh, and if he does it any well, that'd be good. Oh, he sings it in English. Never mind. It's no good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> come on uh it's fine it's fine i'll have somebody next week um the next uh, the next one we have is from capital xt on youtube this one's from 2012 uh and this one hasn't she hasn't posted in seven years this is the last thing she posted um so um this is a piano vocal cover of my favorite accent This was a singing last night, and it's exactly what I'm thinking right now. I would love to hear that like properly recorded. Properly recorded. There's so I many things that I really want to hear, like so, yeah, like I, well I like recorded. That so much. Yeah, so. really solid, really good done, really well done stuff. Um, but yes, a lot, a lot of these are just like, man, if you just had like a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> I would, I love this so much. There's, a, there's a couple later on too that that are like, man, I would love to have heard this properly recorded. Uh, by the way, this, this is the segment of we, we just, we, we passed uh one man band and now we're into one person and an instrument. So the ukulele <laughs> cover, the piano cover, and now here is uh a guitar cover. With so this this is um, Nicholas De La Cruz. Uh, this was posted April sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. Says by Saint Clair. This is the only video on his YouTube page, but I don't know if he has a band called Saint Clair. That this is just like the first thing he posted, and then the rest of the band also exists. I have no idea. Um, but uh, this is his, and uh, there's a little bit of harmonica in there as well. But it's all him. So here we go. I got the message along for you said you knew there was no chance of us at all. With no velocity, Nancy ended on and far too long. I spent two years along for you. The only problem I have with this 
it's a, it's a minor problem, is that he does that like sort of like singer thing. <laughs> Like, exactly. Like, exactly. Like I like, like over, the harmonica, over aspirating, but, you but know? when I yeah. when I hear it, <laughs> it, it makes him sound like like you know, kind of that's alt rock singer. Absolutely, um, but like his his voice is really good. If he just didn't do that, it would be excellent. <laughs> what, I, what I was thinking is like the harmonica makes me feel like I'm going to be set up for kind of like maybe like a a more gravelly voice. And so yeah, yeah. while I really like the harmonica, it going into like like with the expectation being like um, No, you know I, yeah, with the expectation of it sounding like Johnny Cash and then it sounds like <laughs> it sounds yeah. like just every every mid aughts pop punk singer. And so that's not a bad thing. He sound his he sounds is, No no, his voice is good. It's just the He's it's got the, a, it's he's the got clash. a good voice. It, it, is, it is a clash, but he he does that like like Christina Aguilera Britney Spears thing of like <laughs> oh like it's just like it's just like don't do that. Because you cl- he clearly has such a great voice, and it's just like that little twinge is like, oh, that that makes it less good. The thing that is was initially good, your voice is good, and you're adding this affectation to it that's making it worse. Just don't do that, and it will be great. Uh, and it is good; it's a good cover. Mm-hmm. Um, let's check that out. I don't, I don't know if he has a band or what uh, or what Saint Clair is, but uh, who knows. Uh, all right, this next one. So that is that is the covers. Now we're on to sort of alternate versions. Uh, this one, we have talked about this. Uh, it's we've never we. I don't think we have actually played anything from it before. Um, this is Kenny Vasoli singing uh, "My Favorite Accident" uh, from that Boston show where Justin was sick and couldn't sing. So Justin is there playing guitar. Uh, and Matt's still doing backup vocals and everything, but Kenny Vasoli is singing lead, and then those other points where Max Beam is saying lead. Um, I think we talked about this. I think Kenny Vasoli showed up in the video for like AOK or something in the I in the movie the movie. Video. I don't remember there being we having a video of the of the Kenny Vasoli performance. Yeah, it was. It might have. It was. It was. It was either AOK or might have been. Don't call it a comeback. I think it was AOK. Um, I don't remember. It feels like it's been a while. It, yeah, it, not not that it makes that big of a difference, but uh, for one for one of them, Kenny Vasoli, wh- who we think is Kenny Vasoli, we couldn't really tell for sure, but we know Kenny Vasoli is a friend of the band, and it looked kind of like Kenny Vasoli um, was in that, and um, and I think Max Bemis did some backing vocals on "Even If It Kills Me" as well. Um, but this is Kenny Vasoli singing "My Favorite Accident." with the rest of the band, including Justin playing guitar. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hear because it's. I mean, it's it's a you know, recorded on a cell phone at a concert in 2010, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, seems solid. <laughs> I wanted to acknowledge it at least to be like this happened. It's it's cool. I wish there was a better recording of it. Um, there were a couple of better recordings of of other things that night, um, but uh, not of my favorite accident. Unfortunately, I think my favorite accident is the first one they played that night too. Actually, though, because uh, right before it. Uh, in one of the one of the cell phone recordings, Matt is telling the audience like, "Hey, Justin lost his voice, but we didn't want to 
we don't want to leave you guys hanging so we have a guest <laughs> like basically that kind of thing um that is that is so that is that is this we're on section three right now of covers and alternate versions so that was uh motion city soundtrack featuring uh kenny vasoli this is uh, my favorite version of My Favorite Accident, and I wish there was a professionally recorded audio version of this, but this is My Favorite Accident from 2010 in Japan with Oreska Band. Hell yeah. And then Justin sings, which we all know. But uh, the horns doing the Moog part is so fucking sick. It is. I love it. I love it so much. It's it's <laughs> it's Ore ska band. We or it's like we are ska band. Yeah, Ore ska band. I know. Ore. But I think I it, like I think they the way Justin pronounced it was Ore ska band. Um, Ore ska band. But yeah, Ore Ore ska band. Right. I think, we, I, think I, when I, uh, I am ska I mean, band. I think when Josh, I don't remember what, how Josh said it last night. It might, he might have said Ore ska band. He might have said Ore ska band. I do not remember. Yeah. Ore, ore, ska, ore ska band. Ore ska band. Touch. Ore touch ska band. Um, it's really good. It's great. It's so good. And I, I wish there was a professionally recorded version of that because uh, it would be so sick. Um, I, I also, I mean, I like ska. We've uh, talked about it. We had those, uh, the episode with Joe about uh, sellout. Was it sellout? I think I think it was sellout. Um, we talked about how much we both like Scott Punk. Um, he and I. Um, but yeah, it's great. When I like <laughs> it, I like it a lot. But when it's just it, when it's when I don't, it just feels really generic to me. I just I just think I just think music needs more horns. Uh, no, not, has gener- horns. not generic. I guess a, a better would better way to say it would be like. When it when it punctuates music well, I love it, and otherwise it feels sometimes like it's just, I don't know, washed out, but not there. Like there's a, for me, a example of. I honestly, I just I like I like when bands do like interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. In, in interesting um, instrument choices, right? Like like I I love Motion City, but like, and and synth is a little bit of an interesting choice, right? Like a lot of bands do. Uh, keyboard more more often than, than than like a moog synthesizer but guitar guitar bass keyboard drums is a pretty standard band lineup um but something some a band like yellow card that has like a violinist or like cake that has a trumpeter um those are are really really cool to me <laughs> like I, I i love it when there's something like that do they use um, the melodica i'm uh, i think they also have the melodica they also, yeah the, 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 tr- the trumpeter also plays the keyboards in the melodica um but uh yeah i i'm just i'm i i'm super into to inter- like it, non-standard instruments being added into band repertoires and stuff um and and the tr- the trumpets you know playing my favorite accents dope so those are the two uh motion city featuring somebody else uh 
alternate versions. Now to the acoustic versions. <laughs> so there's there are three uh, different acoustic versions of this. There's actually more. There's there's a couple more slightly different ones. Um, depending on whether they were recorded okay or whatever. Like some of them weren't recorded all that well. Some of them were not that different from this. There was one that had Justin and some dude playing drums and I have no idea who it was because it wasn't Tony and it wasn't Claudio. Uh, maybe it was Joel Habedank. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but it was like, it was Motion City era. Like it wasn't pre-Motion City. It was like 2010. So I have no idea who was playing the drums. Um, but this is a, no, there's no, no drums on this one. This is Justin live acoustic on the dino trail. Uh, this was, they, he did a, a mini little acoustic tour uh, to promote my dinosaur life. So this was, this was for that. Uh, this is my favorite accent. Obviously, it's Justin. The singing's great. The guitar playing is is good. Um, I think this has the the sort of problem that a lot of acoustic covers have, and that I think you will have sometimes with covers, especially acoustic covers, where he slows it down a lot. Um, and it's fine, you know. And if anybody's allowed to do it, it's Justin. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just one of those things of like, yeah, I don't know. This song I like better when it's upbeat. <laughs> You know, th- th- kind of thinking back and forth right now. I, I you know, we've got the, we got the standard. I like the alternatives. All right. Uh, the next one is a full band acoustic version from around the time of the um, release, and I can't. F- ah, I feel like I knew where what it was from, but I can't figure out. Like I was trying to figure out what it was from what release it was from, and I, I can't seem to figure it out. Um, but this is a, a, an acoustic version from the mid-aughts. marimba in there uh i tell you what hearing hearing now two versions of the song with with a piano makes me want to hear all of their songs with the piano in place of the mood i mean there there is something really nice about especially with an acoustic taking the moog part and making it a piano part it just it just works i mean obviously it just works right because the synth is has piano keys and that's sort of what it's written on but it's just like it, it 
it really flows well. I, I like it better than the other acoustic, even though it's around the same tempo. Um, just I, having that full acoustic band experience just adds something to it. Agreed. Um, In the piano. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, the last one is from the um, McNally Smith live acoustic I Am The Movie set. We've come to this a few times, and this is the uh, this is their rethought alternative version of my favorite accident. One interesting thing in, in this one, uh, first of all, is that uh, uh, Matt is playing a shaker. Like he's not even playing it like a, like a, like an instrument instrument. He's just like sh- you know shaking the thing, which is like that's weird <laughs> for for Matt who has uh, a keyboard, a bass, and a guitar all in front of him to be playing the shaker. Um, Jesse is playing the the keyboard parts, but there's points where it's it's very clear the keyboard is like set to guitar mode so it's like sounds like a guitar kind of but it's the keyboard because i guess they needed three guitars and only had two but then at that <laughs> point why is matt not playing a guitar i'm very confused by this by this set uh also uh claudio's playing tambourine and not drum drums uh which is fine he's playing percussion and, and this is a song they decided to didn't need drums but it's uh, a lot of this confuses me <laughs> i don't know but it's good i also i i like how they again brought the tempo back up like it it i i think i don't know i think of the acoustic versions the previous one is the best but i like this one a lot too because it's got the the tempo um we that was the last cover that i'd pulled up jake also has a cover that he pulled up i did see this one and uh didn't think it was all that great, but I can play it. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't disagree. But <laughs> this is a this is an eight bit. We had so many that I was like, oh, I can, I can ignore one. But uh, this is an eight bit <laughs> cover of my favorite accident. As we all know, Jake loves eight bit covers. Here we go. You know, it's weird. Like, I feel like there's a lot of work and it shows quality in it, but it just, like, for whatever reason, doesn't sound like like it's all yeah. right. But Yeah, I don't know what it is. But, like, I feel like um, they clear, like, they show their work. Like, it seems like it is. Absolutely. Fun. Yeah. I feel like I feel like maybe the vo- if the vocal line was an octave up instead of where it's at, it seems a little bit like, um, man, I can't think of the English word. Um, a little flat, I guess. Sounds a little flat. Um I don't know if that's right because it's not flat. I mean, t- tonally, it's not actually flat. But, um, and also, this specifically mentions burnout three takedown. So I think this person is more a burnout fan than they are a Motion City fan. And I was also thinking, as you're playing that, how we were talking about Scott Pilgrim, 
with uh yeah. with i think there's an anamanaguchi song on the scout pilgrim soundtrack I don't think there's an Anamanaguchi song. There is a 8-bit cover of Threshold and then Anamanaguchi did the soundtrack to the um video game which was kind of sort of a movie tie-in but also not. I don't remember the video game existing. Yeah, it was it was like an arcade style game that was on like the Xbox Live store and the PlayStation store. Like you couldn't you couldn't actually buy it. There was no physical game. It was a it was a digital only game. Um, but yeah, Anamanaguchi did the soundtrack to that, I believe. I thought the credits had an Anamanaguchi song. I mean, I I could be law wrong, but I'm pretty sure Anamanaguchi only did the did the. I, I know they did the video game soundtrack. I don't think that had anything to do with the movie. Is it maybe that just um, the, the sound the the credits was. 8-bit the i mean the the um again there was an 8-bit version of threshold and the universal music was 8-bit um but i can't remember anything else all right uh i think that's it then do we have anything else Uh, any any final thoughts on the song none thoughts i i like it thoughts i'm gonna like it more it's a good song. This this is not one that I think that I came up liking it more than I liked it before, but I don't like it less. I just already liked it a lot. Yeah. So I just I just still like it a lot. Um it's a good song. Uh all right, that's gonna do it then, I think, for this episode of Motion City Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, we are at Motion City Pod. Uh, individually, I'm at Kuhan. Jake is at the Boredom Line. If you only follow one of those three accounts, follow at Kuhan because I tweet the most. I just, of those I just three like accounts. whatever nine nine tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, like I I always forget the tweet from the Motion City Pod account. Um, except for uh, yesterday, actually, uh, I accidentally tweeted from the Motion City Pod account, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It was it was a Justin tweeted. Um, Somebody somebody asked Justin about his guest vocals on Chicago's two years so two years ago from Take This to Your Grave, the Fallout Boy album. And uh somebody in the in the comments mentioned the um the show in Minneapolis where he came out and sang his his guest vocal on it. And he was like, Oh yeah, is that I think that's the one where I was wearing the smoking jacket and carrying like four drinks and I was like, I've seen this video. <laughs> And I posted it like, is this the one? Like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> like, I remember this. Um, so that's that's what you get following Motion City Pod is me accidentally forgetting to log into my own account and replying to Justin and Tony um, <laughs> whenever they're tweeting. Uh, yeah, follow the band, uh, Justin, JCPMCS. He just had surgery. He seems to be doing okay, but, uh, you know. Give him well wishes on his on his recent surgery, um, and and uh, speedy recovery. Uh, Tony at Tony Thaxton, and he also is uh, Bizarre Albums podcast wherever fine podcasts are found. You can check out uh, Josh pretty much every day uh, streaming on it's Chudy on Twitch, and uh, he's really good. He's he's a very good shooter player. <laughs> Um, yeah. Does he have a schedule? It's just usually like, I think typically after eight central. That's what I figure. But I went to like, you could have a schedule on Twitch, and I was like, does he have a schedule? Uh, his schedule he has a just schedule. Whenever he gets on. But he has a schedule. His Twitch has a schedule at eight thirty on on Monday. 
Um, I don't know if that's just like he accidentally did that or what, but he certainly has a schedule officially. I usually show up like um, after 10, so yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. He's yep. Going to have some montages soon, I think. Um, And then, you know, Matt and Jesse, I think both use Instagram, Matthew S. Taylor and Jesse Mack, but not that much. Um, and bands at Motion City Music. That's it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for joining us for 25 episodes. Uh, yeah, we sure. really appreciate it. Uh, Jake, thanks for, for saying yes that half a year ago. <laughs> I was like, let's do a Motion City soundtrack podcast. You said this, but unironically. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Specifically, your response was this, but unironically. Um, so we uh we got we got plenty more to come. We're we're not even a quarter of the way through the discography, I don't think. So uh <laughs> we got we got plenty more episodes. Uh but that'll do it for this one. Many more to come. We hope to spend at least two years alone with you. You hit the road and I think now you shine. I can't swim in the silence of your scat, scat, please let me in. Turn the time I took the gaddy Inside, no chance of us at all. You gotta finish strong, kid.